All right, well, welcome back. This is the Care Team Podcast, uh, episode 62 on uh, November 18th, 2021. Our go-to scripture is Romans 12, 2. Uh, change your mind, change your life. And so here with Tom, uh, yep. uh, and uh, we are going to uh, to dive in today. We have a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about today. We're going to recap from uh, the uh, Thriving in the Holidays event from uh, earlier in this week. Yeah. Uh, but before we get started, uh, we were talking ahead of time and about things that we've done um, ourselves that have surprised us. We that we were just surprised we, we, we were able to do it. And uh, a couple nights ago, uh, well, about a week and a half ago now, uh, we were supposed to have some people over. Long story short, Jill was going to cook. I had no intention of cooking. I was going to do the sous chef thing, take out the garbage and and just support her. Well, she got ill. I ended up making lasagna. That's awesome. I have like that. That is, I mean, it wasn't the best lasagna and it's a good thing that they ended up not coming over because they would have got the... <laughs> The second-rate lasagna, <laughs> but uh, you made lasagna. But I made lasagna. The, the fact that I physically made yeah. it was pretty cool. So now, quick question: Was it the no bit? Was it the no boil noodles? Did you just put it in the pan and they they cooked in, or did you have to pre-boil the lasagna noodles? I pre-boiled them. Nice. Is, is, is that is that's that, harder? Oh, is that's that oh, harder? Okay. So kudos yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's we good. It, we could we overcooked them a little bit. So <laughs> had to get creative on the layering. So I, in my opinion, with lasagna, it's better to overcook than undercook. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's better to have it all meshed together okay. than to be like oh i'm chewing this noodle for a long time so so people actually just put the noodles in, in it so there is a recipe where you yeah. put so much liquid in the pan yeah. that the noodles absorb that and cook while but anyway you okay. did the harder oh congratulations oh thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i got a lot of work to do but i <laughs> mission accomplished so uh, how about yourself well you know it was funny i was trying to come up with something i am not an extremely handy person but what i have found out is mm-hmm. if i need to be i can and so one time we were we were still renters at the time but we had an unbalanced door that wouldn't like it would swing like halfway open and yeah. hang there and i literally took it off and chipped out the wood and rebalanced it and yeah. got it to hang straight nice. and yeah so that, that was cool that was okay uh there was like a necessity type thing so it's amazing what you can do kind of like your situation if, if, if you when have, you to. have to do it yeah yep jill was like i can't make this i'm like ah, we've already started boiling the noodles so we gotta gotta do something <laughs> so but uh, as we dive in though we we want to talk about thriving in, in the holidays and so we uh we recently changed the name from surviving uh, the holidays to thriving in the holidays. Uh, Tom, do you want to kind of, do you mind telling us a little about the name change while sure. we did that? And also we, uh, about one of the new additions we did with the, uh, the foundation of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, a few years ago, I came on staff about three years ago and, um, couple of our groups, Grief Share and Divorce Care, had a Surviving the Holiday event. If those of you who aren't familiar with those groups, that's part of the group. It's built mm-hmm. in. Um, they have little books that go along with it. And I thought, wow, we have all these other care groups that don't have anything like that. What if we did a big event for everybody called Surviving the Holidays and yeah. kind of played on that theme? Yep. Well, it was well-received, um, and we've had three of them. Um, we had to do one virtually. But anyway, we um, we were just feeling this year that God was really speaking to us and saying, you know, um, if you've ever seen that poster, Tommy, where the kitten is hanging from the branch and it says, hang in there, oh, yeah. that's sort of what I picture when someone says surviving. It's like, yeah. this isn't a way to live, but you're, no. you're surviving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like the Lord said, you know, if I'm in the midst of whatever your struggle is, you can still thrive. 
you may not even be aware that you're thriving, but you can thrive even in the midst of all your trials and tribulations. So I would love if uh, you don't mind to take a minute and sort of yeah. read the document we put together that captures the heart of the name change. It really is a good document. Um, first of all, the thriving is defined as to grow or develop well or vigorously, to prosper or to flourish. And so we wrote, Thriving in the Holidays was inspired by Surviving the Holidays, which comes from the creators of Grief Share and Divorce Care. While we understand the hurt and difficulty that can come from carrying these and other struggles into the holidays, we at Northside believe that it is possible to thrive even in the midst of our trials and tribulations, because with Jesus, all things are possible. Paul said in James 1, 2-3, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Thriving in the holidays, oh, excuse me, folks, I lost my place there. Thriving in the holidays um, is meant to be both a capstone and launch pad for taking part in our weekly care night. Care night was brought about to foster community between all the various care and support groups offered by Northside Christian Church. It is our sincere hope that you will find health and healing through your group and relationships you build here. Furthermore, it is our desire that whether you are meeting Jesus for the first time or meeting him in a deeper and more meaningful way, you will have life and have it more abundantly. We hope that no matter what obstacles you are facing now, you can and will truly thrive. While pain and suffering are a part of life, not all suffering is the same. There is suffering that is brought on by separation from God, suffering brought on by sin that has taken over our lives, and suffering that we must endure through no fault of our own. All suffering can be redeemed in and through Christ as we are called to suffer with him. That's from Philippians 4. We suffer with Christ so that we may also share in the joy and power of the resurrection. Apart from God, we suffer needlessly. When we ask God to be the Lord and Savior of our lives, recognizing our broken and sinful nature and our need to be redeemed, we step into eternity with Jesus. It is as if we have one foot in this life and one foot in eternity. Though our suffering may seem pointless or aimless, it is not. God doesn't waste a thing, and as believers, we are being transformed into the likeness of our Creator. If our suffering doesn't have fruit in this life, it surely will in the next. It is our hope that thriving the holidays will provide a place for all those who are hurting and broken, a place where it is okay to not be okay, a place to heal, move forward, and thrive in a relationship with Christ and with one another. We would like for you to, to just be connected to people. We may be sorrowful, yet we are always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. That's from 2 Corinthians 6.10. Thriving in the holidays is really about taking our brokenness into the holidays and allowing Jesus to help us find joy and, and abundance despite it. And I want to add there, Tommy, first of all, thank you folks for bearing with. That was kind of a long reading. But I just want to add there at the end that I think sometimes, and this is for those of us who maybe don't even feel like we're having a particular struggle right now, yeah. but we often go into the holidays and we feel like, well, I've got this, this, and this reason I can't enjoy myself, or I have this particular issue and how am I supposed to enjoy it? And I think life in general is really about learning and character building. God is forming us to step into our inheritance and eternity and that we need to be able to find maybe even the bright spot in the struggle itself. Because if we're waiting for a time in our life where we're not having issues or we're not having a struggle, and then that's when we're going to be okay, 
we're never going to be okay. And we're never going, going to feel like we're thriving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I mean, it was, it was a great, uh, event. And, uh, if you, if you missed it, that's okay. Uh, we're going to, we're going to publish it and we're going to produce it here in a couple of weeks, uh, once we get everything in place. Uh, so you can definitely get, catch it then. Uh, but it was just a really great event. And on our, we had a couple of really good guest speakers. Um, Heather Stevens, uh, if you're not sure who that is, she leads our infertility support group. Really great message. And then uh, Scott Hatfield uh, was there as well. And uh, we just kind of wanted to talk a little about, about his message and, and some of the overarching themes that, that he talked about. Um, you know, as we, as we dive into his message, and a few things he talked about was, I really liked how he said every family is broken. Mm. You know, not a sing, there's not a single family that, that has it all together. And, and even some of his uh, examples were just spot on. You know, maybe it's the person who, uh, you know, that uh, is just strange. You know, maybe they're socially awkward that's in your family. Or maybe there's someone who, you know, wants to tell everyone their opinion about some person or something, <laughs> you know, and you're like, great, I got to go talk to so-and-so or, or whatever. By the way, I was shaking my head at that point. Yeah. And one of our leaders, Eric, walked over to me and said, you know, you're that person, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I said, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he just talked about how every family's broken and uh, it was just, it was just really good. And, you know, it, there, there, there are, all of us, you know, have, have moments in our lives including all of our family members have moments in their lives where it's just a tough season. That season might be a couple of years. It might be a couple of months. I mean, it just might be, you know, who will knows? you, will you say where he's from Tommy, just for people who yeah, he's, not he's know from, Scott. He's from Lexington, Kentucky, uh, Southland, uh, Christian church, Southland church. Uh, and, uh, just, yeah, just, he, uh, he oversees their men's ministry, their groups ministry, their care ministry. Yeah, he does yeah. some of the local He's outreach. a busy dude. Yeah, very busy. You yeah. know what I really appreciated last night and didn't get to listen to the whole thing, just kind of running around, but when I was able to focus, he brought a lot of practical um, uh, just advice, yeah. and, I, and I appreciated that so much, and this is not a knock on pastors by any means, but I know we've all attended a sermon. We've been really uh, excited by it and encouraged, and then we're sort of waiting for, and now what do I do, and we don't get that. Right. And so what I really appreciated is he not only brought a very compelling message, but he brought good practical advice on how do we do that. Like, let me just give an example. One example was if you're newly sober in the holidays and you go to someone's house, uh, agreeing to let your spouse be everywhere with you. Yeah. Um, having really having your own out. You know, if things aren't Planning going ahead. good, we're going to yeah. we're going to leave by nine or, yep. you know, and I, and I can tell you things that I know, too, to add on to that. Like, don't park behind. No, don't park in a place where you're going to get hemmed in by everybody oh, yeah. else's <laughs> car. You know, if you're planning on leaving early, then maybe you park down the street. Yep. You know, these sorts of things. And they may sound trivial to some of us, but that may make all the difference in your sobriety. It may just even make all the difference in your peace. You're able to be there and really be present because you're not worried about what do I do if I le need to leave, yeah. et cetera. Well, and, and that kind of goes into the second point was the right size your expectations. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting, you know, where he talked about, he goes, uh, if you're expecting your Aunt Linda, who always talks about politics, not to talk about politics, he goes, you're going to re be ready to pull your hair out after 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and it, yeah, But on the flip side, if you're a Christ follower and you, you, know, you, you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your family is not Christian, 
then don't expect them to act like they're Christ followers, you know. So. Well, it reminds me of a, of a saying uh, from 12-step programs, and that is that acceptance is the key. You know, really what I heard a lot in his message was, if we're coming with the love of Christ, yes, we would like for people to be different, and maybe they even need to be different, mm-hmm. but our love is going to be shown through our acceptance. Yep. Through our not only our acceptance of them, but our acceptance of the moment. Yep. Just being able to say, you know what, I'd really love it if my Aunt Linda didn't talk about politics, but that's what Aunt Linda does, mm-hmm. and and sort of loving her in the moment for who she is and, yep. and how big a difference that makes. I think you said this in our in our own piece. Yep. Well, and, and uh, I know you talked about, you know, being, uh, you know, planning ahead of time. Uh, one thing I thought was, was cool, too, is he, he also emphasized the importance of, you know, if, especially if you, if you just know, like, we, we all just have those moments where you're like, okay, I know this is, historically, this is not go well. If, 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 it's, if I'm speaking to you right now, uh, he, he was like, be patient, take time, carve some time out, and pray. Spend time in prayer before you go. And, and really give that, that anxiety, that stress to God. Yeah, if you don't hear anything else from our podcast, hear that. I yeah. mean, you know, we say, you've heard us say on here, and maybe we don't even say it enough, but we say prayer is primary. I would say any situation you're going to into in the holidays, great idea to lead with prayer. Yep, yeah. Um, one of his other comments I really thought was cool was he goes, uh, he, he asked, he goes, are you a, uh, what was it, a thermometer or a thermostat? Mm. And he goes, you know, a thermometer, you just kind of stick it in, you know, like you know, your mouth and it adjusts to the temperature and it tells you what the temperature is. Whereas a thermostat, you actually adjust it and that sets the tone for everything else. Mm. And so, you know, if you turn it up, if you turn the thermostat up real hot, then people are going to get hot. If you turn it down really cold, people are going to be cold. So, you know, so he just talked about how can you, in those moments where tensions can be, can be dicey, can be tough, can be, uh, all over the place. How can you set the tone, yeah, uh, with with you with your behavior? And you know, maybe that's just a uh, you know. I think about you know, we think about Psalms forty six ten. You know, be still and know that I'm God. Maybe it's just maybe you're going there and it's it's a lot of smiling and just grinning and just being, and just be present. Right. It reminds me that we're told to be the salt. You know yeah. that that in. I tell my kids this all the time when they tell me they're bored or they don't want to go to school or they're struggling and something. I say, well, are you? Are you going into that situation thinking about what you can add or are you thinking about what you can get out? Yeah. Because if you go into the situation thinking about what you can add, your experience is going to be very different. Yep. Well, and, and on the, the point you brought up too about, you know, uh, you know if, if you know you're only going to be there for a limited amount of time, I thought it was cool too where he said, he goes, hey, and if it gets worse, ha- have, have a plan to, to get out of there sooner. If it, if it gets better, have a plan to stay a little longer. Mm. And here's the thing too. Uh, I, I know he didn't really directly, I don't think he talked about this, but, uh, th- this is a really tough time of the year. I mean, we're, we're talking about just all sorts of baggage can come from the holiday, you know, like can, can kind of bo- bubble up during the holidays. Um, as long as it's a safe environment, if it's safe, if, if you're not in physical danger or if you're not going to hurt someone else, nobody's going to hurt you, make a point to, to, to see your family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, agreed. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just just take a pause. I mean, even if it's, you know, maybe you don't agree, maybe maybe you disagree. You know, it. I, I I would always encourage people to like, look, this is your family. Uh, yes, you know, they don't they don't make you know, uh, uh, they they don't see things the way you see things. You know, whatever, whether it be politics or uh, religion, but but see your family. You know, extend grace. You know, show up. 
um, you know, tell your family you love them. You know, you don't have to spend all day there. You don't have to, you know, uh, you know, do whatever, but it's just, but make a point to go see your, your parents, you know, see your children, see your grandkids, your grandparents. I think the flip side to that you kind of addressed, and, and that is that if that's unsafe, however, you are not, I know some folks feel yeah. so guilty about the idea of honoring their mother and father that they'll even put themselves in an abusive situation. Yeah, and definitely and, don't. And I think, yeah. I think I would give almost the opposite advice in mm-hmm. that sense, and that is that there's grace, there's forgiveness. Yep. God understands if you're going, you know, I'd really like to be with my family, I'd really like to honor them, but I can't safely be with them. Yeah. You know, I think you mentioned that a, a big, whether he spoke this out directly or not, what I really liked is Scott was addressing expectations. And one of the greatest quotes I heard was expectations are premeditated resentments that, you know, a lot of the trouble we get ourselves into in the holiday is not only what we're expecting out of people, but that we put this sort of undue stress on ourselves that I should be extra happy. I should be extra joyful. I should, I should be this, I should be that. And you're, you're going to, you're going to judge yourself then, and you're going to be disappointed or you're going to think, you or the people around you are doing something wrong. I had a good friend who was a mentor for many years who used to call that putting spells on days. He's like, that's a superstitious way to live your life mm-hmm. because you're the one making one day more special than the next. Yeah. Right. We've put all this on holidays. Holidays don't do that to us. We do that. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and there was one thing you were talking about earlier, just, you know, just, but, uh, I, I, yes, I, I want to echo that it's, it's, yeah, if, if there's any kind of situation where you don't feel safe, yeah, definitely don't don't step into that. Um, you know, one thing too is, uh, you know, you were talking about earlier about planning and things like that, and uh, you know, maybe think about uh, one thing that was in his notes talked about how, uh, you know, yes, we might be stepping into a situation where it might be tough, but but you might be the only light that that person sees. You know, the light of Christ, like. Mm-hmm. You know, may, you know, maybe you're not you're not there pulling out your your Bible and having a Bible study, but you can still reference scripture. You know, and I mean, not not, not like, uh, you know, James one fifteen says, but you can be like, you know, just hey, you know, God tells us to, you know, we're, we're, we that there's a uh, there's just a love that that we we can't even fully understand. And be like, hey, I'm trying to love you the best I can, but I, I'm I'm a broken person. Yeah, I don't have it all together. I like that Heather addressed that too. She talked about you know she kind of makes a even more special effort during the holidays to get into her devotional every day. And I also thought, and, and again, this wasn't an overt message, but in, in her message, I could feel the gladness and the joy, and I could really get the sense that we can start defining ourselves by our issues that's and and Tommy, you and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Our identity is not our issues. Our identity is in Christ. Amen. I'm a Christian who has this struggle because I'm a Christian, and that means I'm in Christ, and that means that's my primary identity. And I really like that Heather said that in her whole message when she really talked about enjoying this time of year. Yep. And getting into the word more. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I've got this issue. I've got yep. this hurt habit or hang up, but it's not defining who I am. Yep. Amen. Well, and you know, when we get into the Bible and, you know, I know we talk a lot about Romans 12 too, cause that's our, our, our go-to verse for the podcast, you know, change your mind, change your life. And, and it comes down to, you know, do not be, 
uh, conformed uh, to this world. Do you know? Rather, you know, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so you can test and discern what's good and what God's perfect will. And so, when we do that, we start seeing things like the fruit of the spirit. And so, we're, we're we 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 receive that strength from God to say, you know what? There there is some 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 bitterness or some frustration. There's some anger. There's some pain from this situation. But because I love God first, because I love God above everything else, and because I love my neighbors myself, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose peace, and I'm going to do that in a way that. And again, you don't you, you don't necessarily have to even say anything. You can just give hugs and smile, and uh, you know, nod your head. I mean, like like there there are ways to to be gracious. Uh, you know, one of the best things they tell us, you know, in counseling is, uh, hey, when you're listening to somebody, bite your tongue, and when you feel like you need to talk, sometimes it's like. Maybe bite your tongue a little more, you know, so just listen, just, you know, maybe ask questions. You know, I'm also reminded that the scripture is very clear about where to focus on those things that are good and noble. Oh yeah. You know, that, that we stay our mind on Christ. Mm -hmm. We stay our mind on those things that are good. And, you know, last night we had some really hurting people in our midst and I want to, I want to take a second and I want to just say there were probably some folks in the audience last night that, really were struggling with even the concept of thriving. They might have even been struggling with the concept of surviving. Yeah. But I think one of the ways we do that is what we choose to focus on. Yep. If you lost a loved one, I don't pretend to sit here and tell you not to grieve, but I will encourage you, especially if your loved one knew Christ, that you also can have a joy Mm -hmm. and that, my encouragement would to be focusing on the fact that the two of you will know each other in eternity rather than the fact that they're gone from here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're living in a very brief parentheses in eternity. And I think, Tommy, you made the point last night, you know, 10,000 10, years and 10,000 more, we can't even, we can't even conceptualize eternity. Yeah. And so we're sad because maybe the next 30 years of our life, our loved one won't be with us. And again, I'm not telling you not to grieve, but I'm telling you if we go, I'm going to be with them 10,000 years and then 10,000 more, that's a lot better than 30 years, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Amen. And so yeah. stay our mind on that. Yeah. And that's yeah. a choice. And if we're struggling and we get pulled back into that morass of, of grief, we pray. Mm-hmm. And we say, Lord, I'm having a hard time today not being in the dark place, not being in the grief. And you know what? God is so good. He is going to to answer that and to reach out. I want to say just right now, we had 136 people last night. We um, had some great dessert. It was just a really great time together. Um, this is an annual event for us. If you weren't able to make it this year, we'd love to see you next. Tommy is so humble that he doesn't say he produces, but when he says it will be produced and posted, he's going to be doing that work for us and putting that up online. So we appreciate him and all that work he does for us. But that will be online. You can see it. But we we were just blessed. Um, we only had 75 people registered and 136 people that came. Is awesome. And I want to give a shout out to all of our folks, our regulars on Care Night, that I know a bunch of you brought people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You rock. That is so great. That is really sharing the gospel, encouraging people. Uh, I was so happy to see so many faces that were new faces last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. You know, and and, uh, and I said last night, but I mean Monday. I Excuse me, folks. One thing you mentioned, too, made, made me think about Revelation 21. 
you know, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Mm. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain uh, anymore, for the former things have passed away. And so there's just, there's so much happening in that one verse uh, in Revelation 21, 4. Uh, but just understanding that, like, that, that we're, we're, we're in this, this, uh, uh, this season of uh, the already but not yet, you know. And so just knowing that the, the, the pain we have, the agony, the groaning that we see in, uh, I believe it's uh, Romans 8, where it talks about, like, this, 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 like, ur- this urge and this groaning for, you know, for, uh, for God and for, and for peace and for, for heaven, uh, you know, it's just, just understanding that, 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 that we're not, we're not there yet. And, and that there will be a day, you know, and, and it's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And, and there's going to be thousands more, uh, of just of the same, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be beautiful. And so just trying to give people instill hope, you know, in the midst of their hurt. We had a moment last night and Tommy did a great job. We had an altar call and, um, we don't often get to do that in our large church. We're just so big. We've got, we've got, you know, people getting out and more coming in for our next services. And so we count it such a joy and an honor and a privilege to be able to do those at some of our care events. And uh, we did one last night and uh, I was lucky to have my family in attendance helping serve last night. And uh, Jessica was up at the front helping to receive people for that. And she just made the comment later that she could really feel uh, just kind of, you know, some of the, some of the weight of the pain and the grief and the things in the room and just so glad that we are a church that uh, meets people where they're at, that we understand that people are hurting and we want to minister to those folks. And, you know, I want to say kind of as a maybe a digital or a post-altar call that if you're listening to this, whether you were in attendance at the event, uh, whether you're a member of our church or community, or whether you're listening from afar, that if you're hurting this season and you don't know Jesus, uh, and I want to just leave it at that. You don't know Jesus. He wants to know you. Yeah. And he wants you to know him. And and you can you can invite him right now, right now as you're listening to this. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. <laughs> but even if you're driving, you can invite him right now into your life to be your Lord and Savior, to to acknowledge your sinfulness, your brokenness, your lostness, your need for a Savior, your need for him that you believe that he is who he said he is, that he is the risen Christ, the Son of God, that died for the forgiveness of your sins to eternal life. If you, if you do that, if you make that prayer, if you, if you say that right now, we would absolutely love to follow up with you. And again, you don't have to live around here. C- call us. Uh, we would love to pray with you, to talk with you. Tommy, how can they call? How can they get in touch with us? Yeah, sure. Uh, so there, there, there's a number you can call. It's, it's our main office. It's 812 812- and this is the U.S., uh, so the United States uh, uh, area code. Uh, so 812-945-8704, 812-945-8704. And that's our main office. We literally have pastors on call 24-7. Uh, if you ever want to talk, like, we have someone who's available. Christmas, available. Thanksgiving, available. New Year's Day, available. Easter Sunday, available. People are, are, are standing by to help serve and meet you right where you are. If you're across the globe or if you're uh, across town um, or if you're across the hallway, uh, we're, we're here to, you know, to serve you right where you are. But uh, as we wrap up, uh, Tom, you mind praying us out? I would love to. Okay. Awesome. Well, Heavenly Father, um, gosh, we are so grateful for you. 
so grateful that you um, created us, you saved us, you love us, you watch over us, you guide us. Uh, what more could we ask? And Lord, we know that there are folks listening that don't know you. Lord, I just ask that they would they would say that prayer right now and invite you into their life, that we would get an opportunity to either uh, virtually or physically meet with them and help get them started in their discipleship process and walk in relationship with you. Lord, we're so grateful for Scott Hatfield and for Heather and for everybody that made Thriving in the Holidays possible, uh, that we could meet so many needs and hearts and provide that. Uh, we know that's all from you and by you and for you. And so, Lord, uh, as always, we thank you for being able to provide this podcast to to reach people we would never be able to reach otherwise. And, Lord, we hope that something um, just struck a chord, um, encouraged, and maybe even challenged somebody today that's listening. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, don't forget, uh, you can check us out every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. to get this episode or others on uh, Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. You can also go to mynorshaw.com slash care for additional resources. Love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.